Welcome to the podcast. This is Your Daily Drive. I am Rick Thomas. Thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. Today, I want to talk about submission in a particular way. The title of the podcast and the article on our website is, Should a Wife Submit to an Un- repentant husband. This is a common question that we receive, and of course you can listen to this podcast both ways. It can be a wife who's asking about uh, submitting to an unrepentant husband, and you can also adapt this in some ways to a situation where there's a husband with an unrepentant spouse. But specifically, I'm dealing with submission of the wife And the husband is unrepentant because submission is a hot topic in today's culture, but it's nothing new for the Christian. The Bible gives us guidelines on how to think about submitting to one another, even unrepentant spouses. Now, if you want to read this podcast, you can do that. Go on our website, rickthomas.net. Look for that title and you can read it. I'm going to share six ideas with you because this is a multi-layered question that's being asked of me. And so there's a lot of information here. And I also have some other articles linked here that you may want to read as well, including my book called Wives Leading, an unusual book on biblical leadership. Now, I want to give you a warning right at the top of this podcast There are some marriages where it would be harmful to the wife to talk to her husband about these things because of the physical and verbal repercussions. If your husband is abusive, leave your spouse immediately, find safety first, and then help for your marriage. The primary thing for you is to find safety. I'm not advocating a divorce. I'm advocating safety. And sometimes with some spouses, it's not possible to have this conversation. So if this is you, please listen to me. This is your warning. You might not be able to talk to your spouse about this. Some of you think, is that really real? Yes, it is a thing. It is a real thing. We get these emails all the time. And so I I want you to hear me clearly because there are some dangerous marriages out there. But I'm going to talk about a normal sinful situation where it's possible for the wife to have a conversation, somewhat of a conversation with her husband. And if that's the case, here are some things that you can work through. Just to let you know, we have returned from Mexico. We were there for eight days. We returned a few days ago. I was doing a conference in Alway, Sinaloa, Mexico. If you want to get an update on that uh, trip, that, that the conference that I did in Mexico, go to our Life Over Coffee podcast. That's our other podcast network. This is your daily drive, but Life Over Coffee is more eclectic, and that's episode 134. It's titled Eight Days in Mexico. You can listen to the podcast where I do an overview of our trip. There's also some notes there and a few pictures that you can look at. Also, you can go to our Instagram account and and look at our entire photo journey. I I put all of our photographs for our supporting community to look at. Those that want to see them, they can go to Instagram and you can get, uh, I don't know how many I have there of the trip, maybe 50, maybe 
uh, I, don't, I don't know, 60 photographs possibly, I'm not sure. But there's a lot there that you can look at, and it'll give you a visual of what we did in Mexico. If you want me to come speak to your group, uh, all you have to do is ask. Go on our website and hit the contact button and say, hey, Rick, would you come do a conference at our church for our organization? And I would love to do that. Just ask, and we'll start working out the details. I have a pretty tight schedule this year, but I'm sure we can work you in, if not this year, most definitely next year. But we would love to serve you that way. Did you know every year we reach hundreds of thousands of lives globally? Through our ministry, we also travel and do conferences, as we did in Mexico, This year, we will reach over one million individuals with the practical gospel of Jesus Christ. We help these people by providing practical tools and ongoing training for effective living through the written resources, audio broadcast, equipping videos, interactive forums. The Lord is impacting lives through this ministry. Will you partner with us to help continue this fantastic gospel adventure? You may donate or become a supporting member of our community by going to our website. For as little as $5 each month, you can provide practical tools for hurting souls. If you are a local church, will you support our missional endeavors around the world Whatever you can give to help this ministry will change many lives. When I went to Mexico, as I tell our folks, that we don't charge for conferences. We don't ask for anything other than covering our cost. One of the reasons for that is because we have a supporting community. We have many people that support for $5 a month. We have a lot that support more than that. But because of that, we are released to go and go on site and work with folks in a a unique way by being there. We can share our resources. I can teach. I can counsel. I can interact with individuals on the ground level, face-to-face. And our supporting members help us do that. If you can help support us to release us to do more, to help more souls. You are part of what we are doing, and thank you so much for those of you who do support us. I want to talk about a wife submitting to an unrepentant husband. That is the question that I have here. I have given you my warning. Some marriages, it would be too harmful for the wife to talk to her husband about these things because of the repercussions And so I don't want you to do that. I want you to be wise, and I want you to be careful. Sometimes people overhear and and over-practicalize what I share, and I want to release you from that fear. Because if you're in a dangerous marriage, a toxic marriage, you, you need to be safe, one, find help, second. But your safety is imperative. In our imperfect world, Both spouses rarely repent equally or consistently. Typically, one of the partners will walk out repentance while the other one lags behind in his repentance. Just because you're married, it doesn't mean that the two people are going to repent at the same time. They're going to be in lockstep. That would be exceptional. That's what that would be. For those of you who are thinking about getting married and Maybe you have your spouse, future future spouse picked out. Well, let me tell you something. 
no matter how wonderful he or she may be, you are in two different places in your sanctification. And you're going to respond to each other and to God differently. You're not going to respond the same way. And some spouses excel in repentance, walking humbly before the Lord. Other spouses can be just a little bit slow. In a worst-case scenario, one of the marriage partners may go years without repenting or possibly never having a desire to transform into Christ's likeness. It can be all too real. In fact, I would encourage you to get my book on dating and courting titled You Want to Get Married or Want to Get Married, something like that. You can find it in my store. I would encourage you to get it because you want to go into marriage with your eyes wide open because no matter how open they are, your marriage partner is going to be different from what you thought, no matter what you thought. And so the question is, should I submit to an unrepentant spouse? That's a common question that spouses ask me. It is a hugely important question in a world full of sin. And as you might surmise, this question has several, several layers to it. For example, it's not possible to answer the query with an absolute yes or no. And so I would say yes. You should submit to your unrepentant husband. And then I would say, no, you should not submit to your unrepentant husband. It depends. Like so many questions that we bring to the Bible, the answers typically fall within the realm of wisdom issues, those gray areas where the Bible is not explicit. Much of the time, we do not find what we're looking for in a one, two, three, neatly tied with a bow, formulaic answer in the Bible. The Bible is not written like that. If it was written like that, it would be the world's largest book, and it would be changing because our culture has changed so much from Bible times but that doesn't have to leave us in despair, and it certainly doesn't have to leave us without an answer. And so as far as this question is about submitting to an, an unrepentant husband, here are a few things that I would want to work through while serving a wife who has an unrepentant husband. And many of these ideas also apply to an unrepentant wife. Six things that I want to share with you and the first one is hugely important. All six things begin with one word, and so here's your word for the day, or at least one of six words for the day, humility. Humility must be your starting place. Before you begin assessing how you are to respond to your unrepentant husband, you must first address your own heart. For those of you who have been listen, listening to me for any amount of time, you knew I was going to say that, and you know what's coming next. Matthew 7, 3, 4, and 5, verses 3, 4, and 5. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your eye, when there is a log in your own, in your own eye? Jesus went on to say, you hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. That's hard language, but we need it. We need to be reminded that our starting point must be 
humility. And so let me ask you, are you regularly pursuing humility? I'm going to get to the question about submitting to your unrepentant husband, but the first question, the first thing Jesus would want you to ask in this marriage, are you regularly pursuing humility? Are you regularly resisting pride? If you are, you will be able to think correctly and clearly with the Spirit's help regarding what you're supposed to do with your husband. While God provides grace to the humble, he will also resist a proud soul. He will be a warring army against a proud soul. Before you can examine another person, it is mandatory that you evaluate your heart first. This essential first step will determine how the process will go for you and your spouse. You cannot overlook this. The gospel must inform your attitudes and your behaviors. Christ lived a submitted life on earth to rescue you from your sin. Read Philippians chapter 2. He took the lower position. Though he was a better person than you, better person than me, he humbled himself to the death of the cross so you could be free Let Christ be your example. He lived out humility, even though he was the better person. He was innocent. You were guilty. I was guilty. But the primary issue was not about who was more righteous. This gospel-centered perspective on resolving relational conflict is critical. Let the gospel inform and guide your motives and decisions. It will help you to walk in humility. The gospel loudly proclaims from Golgotha's hill that the more significant sin is what you did to Christ. If you are living in the good of this gospel truth, you are ready to think through your marriage struggles. The question is, should a wife submit to an unrepentant husband? The one-sixth of the answer, the first part of my six-part answer is humility. You must start there. Number two, authority. No human has absolute authority. Regardless of the type of relationship one individual has with another, there is no biblical warrant for absolute submission to humans. For example, there may be times when a spouse or a friend asks you to sin. You cannot submit to what they are requesting. What is your husband asking you to do? Is he asking you to sin? Is that what we're talking about? If so, you should appeal to him, letting him know that you cannot sin against God. You cannot sin against your conscience. The Bible is very clear on that. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, all 13 verses talk about the travesty of sinning against your conscience. You remember what Joseph told Potiphar's wife, how can I sin against God? What is he asking you to do? Or maybe let's take it up a notch. Is your husband abusing you? If he is, he's committing a crime. Oh yeah, he's sinning. But he's committing a crime also. He's sinning against a fellow image bearer. You must flee from the abuse while appealing to the authorities to intervene. You should also ask your pastor to step into the marriage. This point, authority, no human has absolute authority. Be careful how we walk through this. 
Point number one, humility. Humility must be your starting place. Point number three, partial. Partial submission is biblically required. Though your husband may not be leading you well because of his lack of humility and his lack of submission to God, you're still required to submit to him, at least partially. He is your functional authority in marriage. Peter taught a similar truth when he told the servants to submit to their ungodly masters. Listen to what Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 18 through 21. He says, servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. For this is a gracious thing. When, mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly, for what credit is it if, when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if, when you do good and you suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. And then Peter finishes by saying in verse 21, For to this... You have been called because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. Point number one is humility. You must begin there. Point number two, authority. No human has absolute authority. Point number three, partial. Partial submission is biblically required. Listen to 1 Peter 2, 18 through 21. Point number four, examination. Examine your heart to determine motives. Why would you not want to submit to your spouse? Why would you submit to him? Answer both questions as two sides of one coin. Why would you not submit to your spouse? Why would you submit to him? It is essential to answer these questions. In either case, your answers should be more about God than you. Your point for submitting should be so God can do great work in the heart of your husband and so you can make the Lord's name great. Your primary motive must not be a desire to be unsubmissive so you can measure out revenge or anger on your husband. Now listen to me. There are many wives who are like this, many husbands as well. They have this subtle or or not-so-subtle anger toward their spouses because of what they did to them. Sometimes wives can be angrily unsubmissive as a way of paying their husbands back for their harsh treatment of them. If this is your situation, you are as ungodly as your husband. It is not right to take revenge in your own hands. If you continue reading the Peter passage, he talks about Christ submitting himself to he who judges justly. Your submission must uh, go to God. But note also how Peter not only addressed the issue with the servants, as I read earlier, but he kept the narrative going by helping wives to see the point in submitting to their husbands when he said in chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, "...likewise wives be subject to your own husbands." so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives when they see your respectful and pure conduct. And so what I want you to do here under this point, number four, is examination. Examine your own heart. 
Point number five is leadership. Wife, I am calling you to lead your husband from behind. That is a saying that comes from this ministry. Perhaps other people have said it, I don't know. But I'm the only person that I've heard say it. In fact, that's what that book is about that I mentioned earlier called Wives Leading. The subtitle is An Unusual Book on Biblical Leadership. I believe that a wife is to submit to her husband, as I was saying earlier. I also believe that a wife is co-equal to her husband. Those things are not against each other. It's not either this or that. It's both and. We all live within a hierarchical structure. We're all submitting to some other human, whether it's the government, a husband, an employer, parents, the community rules. I live in a community that has rules, and I submit to the leadership of our community. But I'm also co-equal with an employer. I'm co-equal with my parents. I'm co-equal with my community leaders. I'm co-equal with my pastor. I'm co-equal with civil authorities. Wife, you are co-equal with your husband. I know some husbands have this doormat authoritarian idea going on. And there is a submission quality to marriage, no question. That's not arguable from Scripture. But it's also not arguable that a wife is co-equal. She has a responsibility in the marriage to help her husband. That's why I say, lead your husband from behind. In that expression, you have both of these ideas. Leadership, you're co-equal from behind. You're submitted. Paul taught that it was the kindness of God that brings change to our lives. That's Romans 2, 4. The critical point for the wife is to help her husband change, to lead her husband into change so he can glorify God by his life. And so here's a couple more questions that I want you to ask yourself. Would my lack of submission help him to change? If the idea is for your husband to change, and that has to be the main idea, if he's unrepentant, he needs to change. And so let me ask, would a lack of submission help him to change? Would a lack of submission be kindness to him? As Paul says, it's the kindness of God that leads to repentance. Now, I would never condone any husband's sinfulness. I said at the top of this podcast, I gave you a big fat warning. And let me give you a tip here, a clue. I'm going to repeat that at the end because it's so important. But I will never condone any husband's sinfulness. But it's also never right to withhold the love of Christ from a person because they do not deserve it. None of us deserve the kindness of God, the patience of God, the forbearance of God. But our awfulness did not stop him from loving us well. Paul said in Ephesians 4.32, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Here comes the gospel right here. He finishes the sentence by saying, As God in Christ forgave you. The gospel not only calls you to be mature in the relationship, but it empowers you to be different than your husband. You do not have to be as sinful as he is. You can show the love of Christ, especially when he does not deserve it. Isn't this what Christ did for you? 
Do you want to be Christ-like? The question is, should I or should a wife submit to an unrepentant husband? There are six responses. Humility. Humility must be your starting point. Two, authority. No human has absolute authority. Three, partial. Partial submission is biblically required. Number four, examination. Examine your own heart to to determine motives. Number five, leadership. Lead your husband from behind. And finally, number six, appeal. Appeal to to a higher authority. If your husband is sinning, if your husband is refusing to repent, after several appeals, after several requests to him, be released to go to a higher authority. Talk to your small group leader. Talk to your elder. Talk to your pastor. Talk to that spiritual authority in your life. Be free to do that. I've already made a case that nobody has absolute authority over you. And if he is disqualifying himself by not leading you, you're entirely within your biblical rights to find help. Bring others into your marriage. It is never right to let sin continue. Do all that you can do to serve your husband. And if nothing else works and you believe you have exhausted your appeals, find help. And one of the best ways you can serve your husband is by allowing others in on the secret of your marriage. Think about it this way. If your husband was physically hurting, he had a physical problem, whatever it may be, a broken arm or internal bleeding, and and you could not help him, you would not help him, it would be unloving. It would be unloving to let him continue in his pain. You must enlist others to resolve the physical suffering. That's what we would do. It is so common sense. If your child was doing that, if your spouse was doing that, you would find help. The whole world would stop. Your world would stop, and you would find help because he's physically hurting. It's even worse to allow a person to continue to live in spiritual dysfunction when you have the power and the opportunity to do something about it. Whether he's physically hurting or spiritually hurting, this is one of the reasons why it's important for you to understand that you are co-equal with him. And if he has a physical problem or a spiritual problem, love would say, I'm going to get you some help. And so appeal to a higher authority and go and get that help. That's my answer to the question, should a wife submit to an unrepentant husband? Now here's the big fat warning one more time. There are some marriages where it would be harmful to the wife to talk to her husband because of the repercussions. If your husband is abusive, leave your spouse immediately. Find safety first, and then we can talk about help. You must get yourself in a safe place. There is no reason for you to stay in an abusive situation. You need to leave. If we can help you, let us know how we can help you. We're in cyberspace. We're a long way from where where you are, wherever you may be. But we want to come beside you. That's what we do 
We have a community people of people here who are able to speak into your situation, and I would love for you to reach out. People do that all the time. And that's why we appeal to people to donate to this ministry so that we can continue to help people who are stuck in difficult situations. So I want you to read this article on the website. I want you to carefully work through these six points that I laid out for you. If you need more information, get my book on Wives Leading. I've got another one here called The Power of Unforgiveness. There's another article here, Can a Christian Divorce Another Christian for Abuse? I want you to do due diligence. There's a lot of scriptures embedded in this article. I want you to look them up, carefully read them. And then we have a forum on our website. You can come to our community forum and ask your questions. Let us serve you. Fill out your username, get your password, and you can jump into our community and start asking your questions. This is a big deal in too many marriages. I hear it all the time because of what I've been doing for the past two decades. I hear this regularly of people who are hurting, and we God has been so kind to us to give us a ministry here that allows us to reach out. We're not a detached ministry. We're not producing books and doing speaking events and keeping a distance from the people. We are in the lives of our constituency and we want to be in the light. We're not just about producing resources. We want to be interactive with you. This is an interactive Christian ministry. Read the article, Should a Wife Submit to an Unrepentant Husband? Let us know what you think. Thanks for listening. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net. RickThomas.net.